What is up? Welcome to the Great Discussion Podcast. I'm Cody Crott. Today's episode is going to be a little different. It's just me today. So today's discussion is going to be completely one-sided. Just me talking to you. What am I going to be talking about? Well, IMDB.com has a top 250 movies of all time list that is ranked by users ratings. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to start at 100 and work my way all the way down. I didn't really prepare for this. I have the list in front of me right now. I did glance at it a little, but it's mainly going to be a read and react thing. But before we get started, let's pay some bills. Boys, you ever want to see a hot bot on Twitch.television? Look elsewhere. This guy talks drama and slugs his friends to play Toontown. Go to twitch.tv forward slash the Nate K TV for sexy gameplay and even sexier hats. Don't forget to use your Twitch Prime. Once again, go to twitch.tv forward slash the Nate K TV. Hold up with nowhere to go and nothing to do? Really wish you and a group of friends could be playing the card game Uno right now? Well, simply go to realcoolhippo.com where you and four other friends can play an easier, more fun version of the card game. Just create a new game, give your friends the game ID, and they can join the game from anywhere as long as they have an internet or data connection. Once again, visit realcoolhippo.com. Let me get the list right here to where I need it to be. So 100 movies is a lot. So this is going to be a pretty rapid fire thing. And hopefully this doesn't become a polarizing thing where I get attacked for never had seen a movie on this list. Or not liking a movie that is well liked by most people. And I'm probably, I probably have not seen all of these movies I'm assuming. So that would be more of an indictment on myself. But uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is number 100, Reservoir Dogs, 1992, uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Sure, we've all seen that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. The one thing I will say about it, like the first time I saw it, like all the way through, I think I bought the movie in 2011 or something like that, maybe 2010, and there's a scene in like a diner and the guy's talking about, oh, he's a Milwaukee Brewers fan. And I had like watched that movie like days after the Milwaukee Brewers got uh, got eliminated from the 2011 NLCS. And I, that's, so that's a weird, that's a weird connection to make to a Tarantino movie, but that's where it sits in my head. Number 99 is going to be the Mel Gibson film of Braveheart, 1995. The first time I saw this was not all the way through. I came into it at the beginning, but it was when like they were on the battlefield and their faces were painted blue and they were like mooning the other guys. And I was probably eight or nine years old at the time. I just thought that was the funniest thing ever. Number 98, classic, also from 1995, we have Toy Story. So all the Toy Story movies are great. Uh, I don't think the first Toy Story movie I cried, probably because I I was a child when I watched it, but then all the rest of them, maybe not Toy Story 2, but definitely Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4 definitely pull out the heartstrings. Watching those as an adult, it's very hard to handle. Um, number 97 I have not seen. It's called Children of Heaven from 1997. And it looks like it might be a Bollywood film. This is drama, family, sport, 89 minutes. It's rated PG. I'll have to check that one out. Number 96 is one of my favorite movies of all time. Came out in 1997. It is Goodwill Hunting. Matt Damon plays a janitor named Will Hunting. He works at MIT as a janitor. But he's gifted 
in that he has like a photographic memory. He's very good at mathematics. He learns very quickly and retains that information. So he's very wicked smart. He needs help from a psychologist to find direction in his life. And that psychologist is Robin Williams. Um, it's one of the best written movies of all time. If I had like a top five list of my personal favorites, Goodwill Hunting would definitely be in there. So number 90, uh, 95 here. I'm assuming I have seen. I just don't remember much of it. It's 1999 Kevin Spacey film American Beauty. Like I just have memories of watching. Like I, I have memories of watching this movie. But I don't actually remember seeing it all the way through. So I should definitely check that out. So number 94. I feel like a lot of people are going to come at me for this. I have not seen. It's something that I want to see. I just know it's a very heavy film. And it's just something. I got to find the time and place to watch it. It's going to be Requiem for a Dream um, with Jared Leto, Jennifer Connelly. Um, definitely, I know it's a good movie. It looks like something I would enjoy watching. But like I said, it's a very heavy movie. And I just have to find the time and place to watch that. Number 93, I know about it, but have not seen it. It's going to be Snatch with Brad Pitt and Jason Statham. Uh, came out in 2000. Number 92, I have not seen, but I see this cover art on Netflix or streaming services all over. Um, I don't know how to, if I'm going to pronounce it correctly, uh, but it's Emily, it's uh, she play. It's about a the title character is an innocent, naive girl in Paris. Um, with her own sense of justice, she decides to help those around her, and along the way, discovers love. Sounds interesting in that one line that I just read off of the IMDb description. Have to check that out. Number ninety one is another favorite of mine always a forgotten movie when you're talking to most people most people have seen this movie but they don't remember it which is kind of ironic given what the plot of the movie is about it's eternal sunshine of a spotless mind it came out in 2004 it's got jim carrey playing a serious role with kate winslet basically what it's about if you haven't seen it kate winslet and jim carrey play this couple they were in love, but the, you come into the movie with the relationship being over, so you don't ever really um, see them being together, with the exception of the flashbacks and dreams. But anyways, uh, their relationship turns sour, and in this universe that this movie takes place, you can go to a like a doctor's office type thing, and they will remove the memory of someone in your life. So Kate Winslet goes and removes the memory of the Jim Carrey character. He finds out, so then in turn, he goes and wants to remove memories of her. And the basically the, the majority of the movie, the whole middle meat of the movie, is him in his dreams. And his like, subconscious is fighting off uh, the procedure to take away her the memories of her. And the and if I, I'm not really going to spoil it, but the end of the movie is so great because now they both have no memories of each other. But like the last scene of the movie, they run into each other on a bus or a subway and they start talking. So it's as if the process is just going to repeat itself all over again. Now, that wasn't very rapid fire, but not a lot of people have seen that movie. Or if you have seen it, you forgot that you've seen it. And I wanted to entice anyone listening to go see that movie. I feel like in my personal list, that would be higher than 91. But I'm also not going to sit here and come up with a list of 100 movies that I personally like. Number 90 is a Tarantino film. It took me forever to finally watch this movie. It came out in 2009. It's going to be Inglorious Bastards. I love the Tarantino revisionist history that he does with this. Now, I'm 
assuming once upon a time in Hollywood is going to be higher up on this list. And we'll talk about that when we get there. And if it's not on this list, then that's a travesty. But anyways, right here in Glorious Bastards takes place in World War II. Brad Pitt, a bunch of other characters are basically just killing Nazis the whole movie. And they end up killing Hitler in a movie theater. So we have number 89. I have no idea what this movie is. It's called My Father and My Son. It came out in 2005. Number 88. Also never heard about it or recognized that cover whatsoever. came out in 2010. It looks like it's a drama, mystery, and war movie. Um, it's let me read here twins journey to the Middle East to discover their family history and fulfill their mother's last wishes It's called the Incendies Number 87 I also have not seen so it looks like These last three movies are foreign films A married couple are faced with a difficult decision to improve the life of their child by moving to another country or to stay in Iran and look for a deteriorating parent and look after a deteriorating, a deteriorating parent who has Alzheimer's. The Hunt 2012 also have never seen but that cover art kind of has me interested very eerie. It's a drama a teacher lives a lonely life all the while struggling over his son's custody. His life slowly gets better as he finds love and receives good news from his son. But his new luck is about to brutally be shattered by an innocent little lie. So it looks like it's a foreign film, but just off of that, uh, I definitely got to check that out. Number 85 looks like another foreign film. No idea how I'm going to pronounce that. It's spelled A-N-D-H-A-D. H-U-N. So maybe if I heard someone pronounce it, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But I would pronounce that and Hadon and Hadhun. So a series of mysterious events change the life of a blind pianist who must now report a crime that he should technically know nothing of. So that right there, I want to see it. So let's see. One, two, three four five so the last five movies i haven't seen because they all look like they're foreign films which is not an excuse because i've seen some amazing foreign films such as tell no one if i'm assuming tell no one's uh not going to be on this list but if it is it's deserving so number 84 i will disagree with um maybe um 1917 is the movie i'm talking about here 2019 um, it was directed by Sam Mendes. So it's 1917. It's obviously it's a World War I movie. What I liked about this movie is that like every scene was like one shot, one take. And so the whole movie are the, just these very long takes. So it's like it's a war movie. So you got a lot of action going on. So imagine people running in all directions and... There's not a single cut for like 15, 20 minutes. Which is incredible filmmaking because it's basically you're putting on a play. No one can screw up. Everyone's got to be exactly where they are. Except it's way more complicated than a play because you have that so many moving characters. So it is a great movie. I just not did not expect it to be a top 100. Number 83 is a great movie. I have not seen, but I have seen... A, like a, the the clip from it it's the great dictator 1940 charlie chaplin directed it and he stars in it so it's basically about a dictator who's trying to expand his empire and there's a jewish guy who is trying to avoid the persecution of that dictator um there's a very good scene monologue in this movie I, on a, I probably will watch this monologue at least once a year, if not more. Uh, it's on YouTube. If you just type in the Great Dictator speech, I'm sure it'll show up. And then someone went ahead and edited it. So the monologue from the movie that Charlie Chaplin gives 
and then they have uh, Hans Zimmer music underneath. It's an incredible YouTube video. Uh, you should definitely check that out. But I suppose that I should actually watch the movie as well to get context for the monologue. I should get to that at some point. Alright, so we're at number 82. I have not seen. Came out in the year 1950. Sunset Boulevard. A screenwriter develops a dangerous relationship with a faded film star determined to make a triumphant return. Number 81, also from the 50s, have not seen. Looks good though. Called Rear Window. A wheelchair-bound photographer spies on his neighbors from his apartment window and becomes convinced one of them has committed murder. Rear Window, 1954. I mean, that's that plot sounds... Very familiar, so there's probably been like a hundred remakes of this movie, or if not spiritual remakes of this movie, where this story is just told a million different ways. Which, if this is like the first of its kind, that's a pretty cool movie. Number 80, another 1950s movie called Pass of Glory. After refusing to attack an enemy position, a general accuses the soldiers of cowardice and their commanding officer must defend them. So this is a Kubrick film. So Kirk Douglas is in it. I mean, this is this probably was in my brain at one point, and then I just completely forgot about it. I definitely, pretty sure I haven't seen it, but definitely heard about it. Summer, uh, so now we have uh, 79, Witness for the Prosecution. 1957 is when it came out. It's a crime drama mystery. A veteran British barrister must defend his client in a murder trial that has surprise after surprise. So it definitely is another one of those movies where I feel like I've seen a movie like this. And this movie has just been remade or retold a million different ways. So number 78 is definitely another movie I should have seen. I know about it, but have not seen it. It's a Kubrick film again with Peter Sellers. It's Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Number 77 came out in 1963. Have not seen this either. It's called High and Low. An executive of a shoe company becomes a victim of extortion when his chauffeur's son is kidnapped and held for ransom. Number 76 came out in 1971. The story of a terminally ill man who wishes to live to the fullest before the inevitable occurs as told by his best friend. Looks like another foreign film. It is titled Anand. A-N-A-N-D. 75 is a classic. I don't know many people who haven't seen this movie. It came out in 1979. Ridley Scott directed it. It would be called Alien. Number 74 I definitely have seen, but it's another one of those things where I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through, or I probably have seen it all the way through, but bits and pieces pieced together. I've seen this movie all the way through, but I don't ever remember just sitting down and watching this beginning to end. Came out in 1979, directed by Francis Coppola, Martin Sheen, Marlo Brando, Robert Duvall, Apocalypse Now. Number 73, another Kubrick film. Kubrick is getting run on this list. The Shining, Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall. It's very, like, staying in hotels. I don't, I don't fear staying in hotels, but... There's an eerie feeling about certain hotels, and this movie is what gives me that anxiety. Number 72 came out in 1981, another classic film. We have Spielberg making his debut on this top 100 list. We have Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, this movie's so good that a group of guys did a shot-for-shot -shot remake. It took them like 30 years to finish it, and they finally did. There's a documentary about that. You should probably check it out. And uh, now we have 71. Once Upon a Time in America. It's got Robert De Niro in it. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. 
A former Prohibition-era Jewish gangster returns to the Lower East Side of Manhattan over 30 years later, where he once again must confront the ghosts and regrets of his old life. So that sounds like an amazing movie. How have I not seen that before? Looks like we have a another foreign film at number 70, Princess Mono Note, on a journey to find the cure for a... Man, I'm going to butcher all of this. On a journey to find a cure for a Tataragami curse, Ashitaka finds himself in the middle of a war between the forest gods and Tatara, a mining colony. In this quest, he also meets San, the Mononoke Haim. So I should probably at least check that out to see what any of that is. We have number 69, Memento, came out in 2000. That's 21 years ago already. Dang. Directed by Christopher Nolan. It has uh, Guy Pierce in it. I love this movie because it's told in reverse. I watched this a million times when I was in college. So much so, like, like one of the final projects I did in, like, an editing class in college, like, last semester of college, like, senior writers, mail it in, was, like, a day in the life video we had to do. And I... Must have just watched Memento before I had to do this project. So my project, the story is told in reverse. So Memento, the story is also told in reverse. Um, but he's got short-term memory loss. So the first scene of the movie is actually the last scene of the story. And the last scene of the movie is the first scene of the story. So if you figure out like a story timeline, you're going to tell the ending first. And then you're just going to go bit by bit and tell it in reverse so he's got short the main character's got extreme short-term memory loss um he's trying to track down his wife's murderer he's got all these things tattooed all over his body because he can hardly remember anything so he's got to jot things down instantly as they happen to him so basically you're lost along with him because everything's being told in reverse so you're lost as the audience he's lost as the main character because he can't remember what happened two minutes ago so number 68 is another really good movie, an international film that I've actually seen. It's uh, Old Boy, came out in 2003. Really good shots, really good visuals in this movie. Um, a lot of good fighting. Um, I'll read the, the one-liner here for anyone who ha is not aware of this movie. So after being kidnapped and imprisoned for 15 years, Ode Su is released only to find that he must find his captor in five days. So it's definitely a uh, a well done film. I they even remade this movie with Josh Brolin. I think I have not seen that movie. It's a very good beat 'em up, lots of action. Number sixty seven. Looks like this is also a foreign film. The Lives of Others came out in two thousand six. Looks like it's like a Cold War film. In 1984, East Berlin, an agent of the secret police conducting surveillance on a writer and his lover, finds himself becoming increasingly absorbed by their lives. That sounds intense. Number 66. I definitely have seen this one time. Don't remember it. Wally came out in 2008. Basically about a robot that's cleaning up waste on planet Earth, right? I don't remember much about it. Maybe I should watch it again and just see how I feel about it now. It seems like it's a little high on the list, but I might for be forgetting something or just missing something, so I should probably check that out again. Looks like we have another foreign film at 65. Uh, it's titled Like Stars on Earth. Uh, it came out in 2007. It's about an eight-year-old boy who thought to be a lazy troublemaker until the new art teacher has patience and compassion to discover the real problem behind his struggles in school. So that's a, that's a lot of that's a real-life story that a lot of people go through. So I bet there's a lot of relating to watching that movie. So it looks like we have another foreign film at 64. The title itself sounds hilarious. It's titled Three Idiots." Two friends are searching for their long-lost companion. They revisit their college days and recall the memories of their friend who inspired them to think differently, even as the rest of the world called them idiots. So I'd probably be able to relate to that film. 
So number 63 is another all-time favorite. Uh, I would probably hive it up a little higher. The Dark Knight Rises, um, the third film in the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. I'm assuming Dark Knight is going to be higher up on this list. Dark Knight would be in my personal top five. Um, but the Dark Knight Rises, I remember I bought a the CLK is a Blu-ray. I have no idea what happened to it because I don't own it anymore. Probably loaned it to someone, forgot I loaned it to him, and never got it back. But I remember I saw the movie in the theater. Then I bought the Blu-ray when it came out. And I think I went like six days straight of watching it at least once a day. So like I went like a whole week and I just kept on popping that Blu-ray in and watched it. Remember there was like a a Christmas party or something that we were having at our house and my dad was like looking for something to do because there was a lull in the party or whatever and he was like, did you get that? Because uh, I was like telling him about how good this Batman movie is and I think he's like, well, do you have it now? Just pop it in and then we popped it in to the living room TV and like everyone stopped what they were doing and they were watching this movie and like the majority of the people that were there uh, hadn't seen this movie so they when it was all said and done everyone was like that's the best Batman movie I've ever seen so obviously we're prisoners of the moment I had that same feeling when I saw this movie the first time when I was sitting there in the theater and watched this movie when it was over with I was like this is the best Batman movie I've ever seen but over time and watching Dark Knight over and over and over again I definitely would say that's the best Batman movie I've ever seen. Maybe I should save some of it for when we get there and I can talk about that. Man, this rapid fire stuff ain't working out too well. I'm out of breath. Not even halfway through. So Tarantino is on this list a lot. So number 62, another Tarantino film, Django Unchained. Uh, so I know this isn't Christoph Waltz's uh first film that he's ever done not even the first tarantino film he's ever done but it was like the first thing that i watched that i actually like took notice of him so this was like my introduction to him there's another tarantino film that takes on a major subject in the world's history slavery christoph waltz frees jamie fox who's a slave and then they set to go free jamie fox's wife on a plantation that's owned by Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Great film. Number 61. I'm going to catch flack for this one. I have not seen it. I definitely should have by now. It is going to be Coco. Aspiring musician Miguel, confronted with his family's ancestral ban on music, enters the land of the dead to find his great-grandfather, a legendary singer. Number 60. Another foreign film. Drisham, a man goes to extreme lengths to save his family from punishment after the family commits an accidental crime. Doesn't say it's a comedy, but that definitely sounds like it might have some comedy elements, but it definitely looks like a thriller, and I love thrillers. I'd have to check that out. Number 59 and 58, we'll just do these together. 58 is Avengers Endgame, and 59 is Avengers Infinity War. So I was definitely huge on all the adventure movies, but I definitely suffered from or suffered still from superhero movie fatigue. I remember when I was sitting in the theater watching Avengers Endgame, the, I knew going in like, this is it, man. You're done with the Marvel Universe. You're just not going to watch any more superhero movies like I had 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 enough. I was like, you're going to watch this. This will be it. And then when the movie ended, I was like, great movie. Love the movie. But I'm done with these superhero movies. This is the last superhero movie I'm going to watch. Um, I've probably seen some since. But uh, that was the last one I went to in a theater. Uh, 57 is a great movie. It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, it was on, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. But it was on Netflix for the longest time. Um, it's an animated Spider-Man movie. Uh, that kind of introduces the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Um, so he becomes Spider-Man of his universe, but then he's got to join up with five other spider-powered people. So there's all these different spider-powered individuals 
Man, woman, child, there's even a pig. They all band up to save... Well, I, wanna, I don't want to say the universe because there's multiple universes. So I guess they save multiple universes. Uh, 56 looks like another foreign film. Dangal came out in 2016. Uh, former wrestler and his two wrestler daughters struggle towards glory at the Commonwealth Games in the face of societal oppression. Check that out. Um, another foreign film it looks like. It's titled Your Name. Comes in at 55. Came out in 2016. Two strangers find themselves linked in a bizarre way. When a connection forms, will distance be the only thing to keep them apart? The cover art looks pretty good on this too. Gotta check that out. Number 54. See, I don't even know if this is too high or too low. Maybe just right. Joker, 2019, Todd Phillips, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro. I was uneasy. This movie's so good, but I probably never. I've seen it one time. Probably will never watch it again because it makes me feel so uneasy. Just like another film that I'm assuming is not going to be on this list. Uh, it's an Adam Sandler serious role. It's called Uncut Gems. That whole movie had me feeling anxious the whole time. And like I, it, it was such a good movie, but I was so uneasy and my stomach hurt and I wanted to throw up and I just felt awful watching the whole time. That's the same thing with the uh, Joker here. Like, it's so fucked up. Beginning to end, it's it's a crazy ride. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to watch it at least one time. Number 53, we're coming up on halfway here. Another foreign film it looks like called the Capernaum. While serving a five-year sentence for a violent crime, a 12-year-old boy sues his parents for neglect. Dang, that sounds like a heavy drama. Got another old film coming in at 52. It's called City Lights. 1931, directed and starring Charlie Chaplin. With the aid of a wealthy erotic tippler, a dewy-eyed tramp who has fallen in love with a sightless flower girl accumulates money to be able to help her medically. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever seen a Charlie Chaplin. Like, we all know who Charlie Chaplin is, but have we ever sat down and watched a Charlie Chaplin movie? Like that, I feel like that's how I should spend a Saturday or something. Just find all these movies whether it be on amazon prime uh amazon renting or whatever or if i can buy some of them what have you gotta find these movies and actually watch them and appreciate them i'm sure i will because 51 is also a charlie chaplin movie it came out in 1936 called modern times the tramp struggles to live in modern industrial society with the help of a young homeless woman all right guys we're halfway there Hopefully, we're getting some entertainment out of this. This is a lot harder than I thought. I figured, in my head, I just figured I'd read down this list. Originally, I was going to do all 250, and I was like, man, there's no way you're going to be able to make it through all of that. So, I thought I'd just be able to read down the list, talk about a movie, say a little anecdote here and there, a couple of things about this and that. This is hard. So, number 50... I have not seen. I probably should have seen. People have tell, told me I need to see this. Basically my whole entire life. I need to watch this movie. Casablanca. There's no excuse for me not to have seen this movie. 49 is uh, Alfred Hitchcock film. I'm sure you could have guessed it. Psycho. Another very uneasy film. Like, So the problem with this movie is that like. The majority of the people watching this movie know the spoilers, having never seen, but because like it's so ingrained in pop culture that if you've never seen this movie before, I'm sure you know what the movie is about and where the, what the twist is. But just imagine watching this for the first time in 1960; it would be like a mind blown. We got a western coming in at 48. Once upon a time in the West. So my dad, huge in war movies, huge in Western movies. 
he sit there all weekend and watch any Western or any war World War II movie, World War One movie um, that ever existed. So I'm sure I have seen this movie. It's got Henry Fonda in it. I just don't remember because, I mean, my entire life he's been watching Westerns. So I for sure had to have seen this movie. Number 47, Back to the Future. What a great movie. It's another one of those movies that's just so ingrained in our pop culture. Even if you haven't seen it yet, you still know the characters. You still know the lines. You still know what it's about. Number 46 uh, does not look like I've seen this one. It uh, is a foreign film called Grave of the Fireflies. A young boy and his little sister struggle to survive in Japan during World War II. Based on that one line, sounds like something I need to see. Uh, another foreign film coming at 45, Cinema Paradiso, came out in 1988. A filmmaker recalls his childhood when falling in love with the pictures at the cinema of his home village and forms a deep friendship with cinema's projectionist. Number 44, seen this movie a million times and we'll watch it a million times more. We got Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Number 43, we have The Lion King. A retelling of Hamlet in animated form. I've yet to see the live action Lion King, by the way, either. Like, I should probably get on that. Number 42. Feel like I've seen this, but I don't remember it. Leon the Professional. Matilda, a 12 year old girl, is reluctantly taken by Leon, a professional assassin, after her family is murdered. An unusual relationship forms as she becomes his protege and learns the assassin's trade. Number 41 is a great movie. Great twist ending. Hopefully, if you haven't seen this movie, you don't know how it ends. So when you go see the movie, your mind will be blown. It's called The Usual Suspects. 1995. It's an ensemble cast. You got Kevin Spacey, Benicio Del Toro. There's a Stephen Baldwin. The list goes on and on. I love ensemble casts, just like Reservoir Dogs. You get a bunch of actors going at it, trying to outact each other. It's a very good movie. Um, I'll read the line for you just in case you don't know what this movie is, which I assume if you're at all interested in movies, you had to have seen this movie. A sole survivor tells of the twisty events leading up to her in a horrific gun battle on a boat, which begin when five criminals met at a seemingly random police lineup. Number 40. I don't know how I have not seen this movie before, but it's American History X. It's another one of those movies that's just been on my list forever, just not having gotten around to it. Number 39, huge film. I remember watching this in the theater when I was like eight. Gladiator, Russell Crowe. So good. It's a long movie too. Number 38 is The Pianist, a Polish-Jewish musician struggles to survive the destruction of the Warsaw Ghetto of World War II, another great movie. Number 37, The Departed, another one of my favorite films. You got Leonardo DiCaprio, my favorite actor. Matt Damon, great actor. Jack Nicholson, an all-time fave. Mark Wahlberg. You got undercover cop drama. Successful detective who's actually on the payroll of the mob boss. It's like what a Scorsese film is. Number 36, another great film. It took me a while to come actually come out and watch this movie. It came out in 2006, but I probably hadn't seen it until 2016. Called The Prestige. Very, very mind-bending, very twisty, very mind-blowing, I should say. Um, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen it. Um, number 35 is The Untouchables. So I haven't seen this one or the Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston remake, but this is a movie that definitely we should all watch. I definitely need to get on this. After he becomes a paraplegic from a paragliding accident, an aristocrat hires a young man from the projects to be his caregiver. So this is like a, a novel that's also based on a true story. Like these guys actually exist in real life. Number 34, I haven't seen. I remember when it came out in 2014, I wanted to see it so bad, and I guess it just kind of escaped my mind. Whiplash with Miles Teller. Number 33, I have not seen either. Definitely should have at some point, but completely slipped my mind. We have Hamilton. 
And then in 32, who hasn't seen this movie? It's a Wonderful Life, 1946, James Stewart. You gotta at least see this one time by accident during one of your Christmases, right? 31 is Seven Samurai. So, I haven't seen this movie, but I have seen The Magnificent Seven, and I know that's a... A, an Americanized Western version of this movie, so I definitely should check this out. A poor village under attack by bandits recruits seven unemployed samurai to help them defend themselves. Sound familiar? Because that story's been told and told again multiple times. I feel like most recently, in animated form, A Bug's Life. Great movie. If it were on this list, I would lose my shit. So we have number 30, came out in 1962. We got another foreign film. I would pronounce it Harakiri. When a ronin requesting seppaku at a feudal lord's palace is told of the brutal suicide of another ronin who previously visited the palace, he reveals how their paths are intertwined and in doing so challenges the clan's integrity. So that one line right there makes me want to see it. At 28, another really good personal favorite, very uneasy feeling watching this movie. We have Silence of the Lambs came out in 1991. So I'm going to read the one line real quick. A young FBI cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative cannibal killer to help catch another serial killer, a madman who skins his victims. If you haven't seen that movie and you just heard me read that one line, you need to go watch that movie. It's got to make you watch that movie. Number 27 came out in 1995. We have seven with Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, two detectives, a rookie and a veteran, Hunter Sale Killer, who uses the seven deadly sins as his motives. Kevin Spacey plays the serial killer they're trying to track down. Awesome movie. Very good thriller. Number 26 looks like a foreign film. Life is Beautiful came out in 1997. When an open-minded Jewish librarian and his son become victims of the Holocaust, he uses a perfect mixture of will, humor, and imagination to protect his son from the dangers around their camp. So it says it's a comedy. It takes place during the Holocaust. It might be a weird take on the Holocaust. Gotta check that out. Number 25, another classic, The Green Mile with Tom Hanks and Michael Clark Duncan. Very sad ending, I would say, but in that... Is a good ending. Number 24, another great war film. We have Saving Private Ryan. I've seen this movie a hundred times. I might have fatigue. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Keep watching it a hundred more times. But I feel like a hundred is enough. I'll probably watch it again at some point. So here we go. We have 23. Uh, it looks like an anime. Spirited Away. Have I seen this? During her family's move to the suburbs, a solemn 10 year old girl wanders into a world ruled by gods, witches, and spirits, and where humans are changed into beasts. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar, but definitely need to check that out. 22 City of God. I've heard about it, haven't seen it. In the slums of Rio, two kids' paths diverge as one struggles to become a photographer and the other a kingpin. So we have number 21, Interstellar, another mind-blowing Christopher Nolan film starring Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, and Jessica Chastain. Very, a lot of quantum mechanics, physics in this movie. I love space and time. I love thinking about space and time. The, going off on a tangent here, but the whole TV show Lost take on time travel intrigues me so any movie that has anything about time and space i'm all for and this has space travel in it as well obviously it's a must watch number 20 haven't seen this movie I have a funny story about this though parasite came out in 2019 so i know this is i think this is on netflix streaming right now but i actually for a few months um probably like four or five actually still still rented like went out and rented like they got the plan from netflix so i had the streaming service but i also had the dvd plan for the duration of the four or five months and i was just basically putting dvds in my queue and the day i got them in the mail i'd watch that dvd 
and then I'd send it in the mail either the day that I got it or the day after and I was just getting DVDs like in the mail like every other day until I got to my queue and I got Parasite and it sat on my coffee table for like literally a month and I had never seen it still sat there forever I finally mailed it back because then I canceled my service and they wanted that movie back so I had that movie in my grasp for like over a month and still didn't watch it but I know it's a great film I don't know what I don't know if it's another one of those films where it's like I think it's going to be too heavy to watch but it's supposed to be a comedy so I don't know Number 19. Looks like another foreign film again. Rach. I'm, I'm, I cannot pronounce this. We're looking at R A A T C H A S A N. Rachasan. A sub inspector sets out in pursuit of a mysterious serial So, a serial killer movie. Serial killer who targets teen schoolgirls and murders them brutally. Sounds very dark and twisted and fucked up, but if it's this high on the list, I gotta check that out. 18, another really good storytelling drama. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. A criminal pleads insanity and is admitted to a mental institution where he rebels against the oppressive nurse and rallies up the scared patients. Got Jack Nicholson in it. If you haven't seen it, I would definitely check that out. We're getting there. Number 17, Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Who doesn't like Star Wars? Number 16, Goodfellas, another Scorsese film, came out in 1990. I know that's on the list of a lot of people. Personal faves, if not the personal fave. Um, for whatever reason, I wouldn't put it in my top five, but that doesn't mean it's. I don't think it's a great movie. 16 is probably right where it belongs for me. Number 15, way too high up there. Did not age well, I guess. Of its time, it was worth its this ranking, but now that movie is awful. The Matrix came out in 1999. Un almost unwatchable today. Number 14, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. I was huge into The Lord of the Rings. I wouldn't say I was like that hardcore Lord of the Rings nerd status, but I definitely as a child loved The Lord of the Rings. Number 13, I know it's a good movie. I don't remember ever watching it. I know about it. I know it exists. It's a Western, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Definitely should probably check that out. That's the whole point of me running through this list is to realize how many great movies I have not seen. Number 12, Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates. So obviously the internet kind of pokes fun at this movie. Where basically Jenny comes back, drops off her child, and then dies of AIDS or whatever. But if you kind of ignore that Jenny might be a piece of shit, and it's just taking advantage of Forrest Gump, who's like a millionaire or billionaire from his shrimp company, it is a great movie. And then number 11, you got Lord of the Rings again, The Fellowship of the Ring. So obviously this... The first movie is what introduced me to the Lord of the Rings. I I have to admit I've never read any of the books, so my my Lord of the Rings fandom is only based off of the movies, but this movie is what started it all. Number 10, great film. I also feel like a lot of people would know how this movie ends even though they haven't seen it, which would kind of ruin it for you. We got Fight Club came out in 1999. And then number 9, this probably is my favorite movie of all time. I know I probably shouldn't preface when you're saying my favorite movie of all time with probably, but we got Inception, came out in 2010. Christopher Nolan, Leonardo DiCaprio, my favorite actor. Dream Within a Dream. I just, I remember, so back then, like 2009, 2010, 2011, I was in college and I was going to the movies like every week, if not twice a week. And anyways, even though going to the movies is somewhat expensive, if you don't buy concessions, it actually is a cheap date. And you can actually both enjoy your time. But so I'm telling, basically I just went off on that tangent to basically say like, so for like six months, I would go to the movie 
and this movie would be uh, in one of the trailers before the movie I was going to watch. I love the trailer so much for Inception that I would go to a movie and I'd hope they'd show the trailer for Inception. So then by the time Inception came out in June, I, I want like the number that's sticking out was like June 10th. Obviously it was a Friday, but anyways, the theater was packed and I was so excited, all the hype, and it lived up to it all. It was such a great movie to watch in theaters. I own the movie. I still watch it all the time. It's on Netflix streaming right now. You can watch it if you haven't seen it. I definitely would recommend it. Number eight, I've seen it once. Uh, it's a great movie, but I don't really feel like ever watching it again. We got Schindler's List with Liam Neeson, another Holocaust film. And then number seven, another Tarantino film. We have Pulp Fiction. I, you know how I love my ensemble cast? This is like the all-time ensemble cast of movies number six the lord of the rings the return of the king obviously it's the best one of the lord of the rings trilogy number five we have 12 angry men the 1957 version so i have not seen this one but i have seen the remake with tony danza and in sophomore year of high school uh in English class, we had to read the play. So like each person in the class had a character. So it's not like we put on the play, but we were reading through the play of 12 Angry Men. Um, so I'm very familiar with this. I haven't seen this movie, but I enjoyed that in English class sophomore year, and I enjoyed the, uh, the remake. So I should probably check this movie out because uh, I'm 100% sure I would enjoy it, right? Number four, Godfather Part Two. I mean, I'm for whatever reason I'm not like a. I love the Godfather, but it's like watch it once and then I'm good. Godfather Part Two, same thing. So number three is smashed in between number two, which is the Godfather. So you got got the Godfather at number two, Godfather Part Two at number four. Number three was mentioned earlier, The Dark Knight, best Batman movie. If it's not Inception, then The Dark Knight would be my favorite film of all time. And then number one, according to users on IMDb, is a great film, The Shawshank Redemption. So there you have it. We ran through the list. Top 100. It's a lot more difficult than I thought it would be, but I made it through. It's a one-sided conversation. So did you feel the same way I felt? Did you see the same movies I saw? Did you see any of the foreign films that I had no idea what they were? So the point of this is that I am going to watch, at some point in time, I'm going to watch all of 100 of these movies again starting with the ones that I haven't seen, and I would hope that you do the same. So that's all I have for you today. Have a good one.